IPD. Thank God it's podcast day. Happy Friday, everyone. This is Rob Fossman, episode number 167 of Shut Up and Grind. Back to wearing the tank top again. You know, even though, even though it's getting cold out there, but I'm inside, so it's all good. So now, if you are new to the show, we're all about overcoming obstacles. We're about defying the odds. We're about kicking all the excuses to the side and kicking so much ass until you reach your goal. That's what this is about. So if that fuels you, you're in the right place. If you don't think it fuels you, stay here because I promise me, I promise me, wow, I promise you we will change your mind. That's one of the downsides of doing this live is I can't go back and edit that out, but it's all good. So if you're joining me on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. If you're joining me on Facebook, like and share because don't keep this fabulous information to yourself. And it's another opportunity to meet another great guest. And so if you want to know who is this guy and why should I be listening to him? In the next minute and 18, we'll let you know. I started doing workshops and doing groups where I'm getting up in front of of others, like outside of the gym setting and talking about resilience and perseverance and goal setting and vision and taking action. You should know what one hour of your time is worth. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. starts with clarity of vision. If you don't have the clarity of vision, whatever next thing you get, you're not going to see it through because you don't have the clarity of vision. So the, the point of my pain was being told you will never run or jump again. And all that stuff, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to be able to take this even bigger. If you know why you do what you do, you have to know how to charge for what you do. That's how you're going to change your life, and that's how you're going to leave a legacy for your children and your family. you got to know your work. I challenge you to find a better podcast intro than that. All right, so that's who I am in a nutshell. So a couple of side notes before I get to the teachable moment of the day. You know, I do a show with my lovely daughter, Olivia, called We Buy to Get Deep. That's where we take tough comp- tough compositions, tough conversations, and we have rational discussions about it. So if you're tired of other shows that turn into a bloodbath with people just talking over each other and yelling and screaming, but these conversations need to be had. So this show is about teaching you how to have these conversations like an adult, and you get my Generation X opinion, and you get my daughter's m- millennial opinion. And we have all-star panel number three, although this is the number two thumbnail, but we got all-star panel number three is going to be on November 18th, where I have another six of my uh, my former guests, and we're going to be talking about how to develop an attitude of gratitude. All right, so for the teachable moment of the day is I want you to stop beating yourself up, okay? Nobody is perfect. There's not one person out there who's perfect. I'm damn close but nobody is perfect, okay? So I want you to take losses the same way you take winning. Like for people that watch this show on the regular, you know, I'm constantly talking about the passing of my father in 2019. And I keep bringing it up because losing someone you love is one of the worst things ever. But I share all the teachable moments from losing him, from him getting sick to watching him deteriorate to watching him take his last breath. There's teachable moments there. 
And so whatever it is that you go through, there, there are things that you can take away from it and teach other people. That's called experience. Okay. So don't overlook those moments. Okay. And if you need help with that, I created a program called Speak About Yourself Out Loud, where I teach you how to take whatever happened in your life and how to take those moments and turn them into something that you can use, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a blog, whether you want to write write a book or write articles. Like There's so many different ways that you can leave an impact on this world just from talking about your life's experiences. All right, so that's today's teachable moment. So today we're going to be talking about breaking down workforce barriers. So I know that can go in a hundred different directions, but my guest is she, she's the expert in this area. So we're gonna let her lead lead the conversation, and then I'll just piggyback when I can. And so, who is this guest? You ask. And she began her career as a producer for theater productions. She later moved into mainstream entertainment television on such shows as General Hospital, Friends, Veronica's Closet. And she was also an in-house staff producer for the Walt Disney Company, Universal Studios. She just captured my heart right there. I love Disney and Universal. And the Staples Center, where she produced for the Lakers, Kings, and Avengers. Like like Captain America Avengers or there's some other Avengers? I'm not sure. But anyway, way, welcome to the show, Diane Strand. Good morning. Well, well, hello, everyone. Hi, Robert. It is so wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. And I'm really excited about uh, what we're going to talk about today. So let's get to it. Awesome. Awesome. I'm, I'm really glad you're excited to want to talk about what you're skilled in. <laughs> I love it. It, it, it. I'm skilled in passion. That is yeah. truly what I am skilled in. And that's what I hope I can feed to your viewers and listeners. Absolutely. All right. So you said you're out in L.A.? I am, well, I'm south of LA. I'm in Temecula, you know, Southern California wine country. So that's where where I, I am. I'm about seventy miles south of LA. Okay, yeah, I know. I know Temecula. Yeah, I've been to Costa Mesa. I've been to Irvine. I'm gonna be in San Diego next next uh, end of end of July for the transplant games. But uh, I like it out there. You'll have to come look me up if you come get a glass of wine. You'll drive right by me. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, do. All right. So, are are you originally from there? No, not originally. I'm born and raised Midwest, Michigan, uh, lived in Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana, but I've been a California girl since I was 14, so I kind of qualify at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you do. You're definitely a transplant. (laughs) Like, I was born in New York City, but I spent the boat. I think we moved to Rhode Island when I was two and a half, I want to say. Yeah. So so I'm definitely from Rhode Island. I just say I was born in New York, but I'm from. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I got a little bit of that Midwestern flair to me, you know, just enough to, you know, be able to be a a global person. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I was just in Indiana a couple weeks ago for a Spartan race and I got invited back to to a friend's house for for dinner. Now, I'm I'm such a carnivore. So I like all kinds of beef and roast and all that good stuff. But whatever spices he had. It was some type of Indiana homegrown spice. It was like the best cut of, cut of meat I've ever tasted. It's incredible. Well, that's great. Well, you know, you'll have to see if he can share his secret recipe, and you know, we can we can do a show. You can do a show on that. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, I was very very impressed. All right, so so you said you got some of that Midwestern flair. So how would you describe yourself? 
Tenacious um, it would be the first um, word that comes to mind, um, but passion is a second one. And then you have to go down to words like compassionate and kind. And then you can get into words like, you know, you can get into words that that kind of start showing a little bit more of my drive and ambition and you get into where you know that one is never enough and sometimes a thousand is too many kind of thing so uh you know i'm that a type personality that just likes to go 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 and sometimes i have to remember to say you know it's okay to you know put on the brakes a little bit or stop and smell the roses for sure. Yes. Yeah. So as you, as you were talking, I got, I got the vibe determined. No, the, determined. the vibe of what? Of determined. Oh yes. 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 Cause like I tell people in the gym, they'll say, Oh, I don't have the motivation. I'm like guys, motivation is a friggin' fallacy. <laughs> I said, you need, you need determination and discipline. If you have those two, you can operate under any conditions any condition so so yeah when you're working out is it nice to have some music on yeah but if you forget your headphones that doesn't mean you still can't crush it in the gym <laughs> if you're focused on the task at hand and yeah. you know b- before before we, we dive into to the main topic because like i spent 20 years in in corporate america well long, longer than that but i spent a long time in corporate america before i veered off into fitness and even as a manager i would constantly tell people it's like, you know, you're not just here to get a paycheck. I said, if that's how you think, you are never going to grow <laughs> within it, within this business or in this company. Like, you're never going, going to grow. I said, once you make this about something bigger than yourself, because kind of like, like you, I was always go, go, go. And everyone was like, wow, why, why are you doing, why do you do so much? Like, why are you constantly doing this? I'm like, like this is how you get ahead, man. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, if something comes available, I'm leaving no doubts that I'm the best candidate. You know, so, I love that. Thank you, and we and we can we can circle back to that. But I just wanted to preface with that before I asked you, like, so what what was your childhood like? Like, where did your tenacity come from? Well, you know, um, Mr. Steve Jobs, Mr. Apple. There's oh, a yeah. quote that he puts out there, and it's that you can't connect the dots looking forward. You have to look back. And you know, I I had to look back recently. I did a keynote uh, just actually last week, Friday, and you know, it took me all the way back to second grade, which would put me back in that Midwestern flair. Um, you know, second grade. Um, there were three things that kind of came to my mind um, when I started to think about that. That was when I was a struggling reader at that time and being diagnosed with a little bit of dyslexia. Uh, there was a school competition in my second grade of who could sell the most candy. And the grand prize was winning a little tiny little 19 inch black and white TV. I wanted that TV. I won that TV. Nice. And the third thing was, is that I really wanted to be in the play and play Betsy Ross in the second grade play. And I knew as a struggling reader, that was going to be hard. And I worked and I worked and I worked and I played Betsy Ross. I won that TV. And when I look back now, even as somebody who still, you know, I can look at a piece of paper and I, 
I got my handy dandy glasses and everything that works. The, the words can still jump, but I give it a moment and I look at it and I concentrate. I am a script writer now. I've written Title 17 um, uh, job training programs. I, you know, have got the part in the Betsy Ross school play, went on all of those things. And, you know, it, it's interesting when I had to do that. It's like, you know, second grade kind of summed it up for me, all three things. And when you fast forward, here I am next week, Tuesday, I turn 54. And, you know, those three things still are very much a part of my life. I work in television. I work with those with special needs, um, from dyslexia to autism to cerebral palsy, all of those kinds of things. And, you know, when I want something, I put my mind to it. I shut up and grind just like it says, and I make it happen. And, um, you know, that's really a little bit about who I am. And it was interesting that it almost could be defined in second grade when I started to really pull it together. You know, you can fast forward high school. You know, I'm a product of the, you know, late 70s, early 80s. And what kept me connected enough in school was that I wanted to be in the plays. And you had to get just enough, good enough grades, couldn't ditch school enough, couldn't do this, couldn't do all the things that it's like, well, if I wanted to do this, this is what I had to do. And it kept me connected and focused enough that I stayed in those plays. I graduated from high school, you know, and, you know, I, I think I found a way to keep figuring it out until the path was very clear to me on how I was going to get there and what I was going to do. But that's also the beauty of being an entrepreneur, right? Is every day I wake up and I do something I've never, ever done before. And I love that. <laughs> yes. So I'm big into obstacle racing. And one of, of the, the MCs at the start line, Sean Corbell, he always says, when's the last time he did something for the first time? He says that all the time. And you know, hearing, hearing you say it now, it's so true. When people come to me and whether they want to lose weight or build muscle, like wh whatever their fitness goal is, I try to have them pick a goal that's outside of their scope. Say, like, have you ever run a 5K, maybe a half, a half triathlon or a duathlon or an obstacle race? Have you ever had any interest in any of those, th those things? And usually they say no. But then I, I do a couple of classes called obstacle conditioning where they don't know that I'm subconsciously preparing them to participate in one. And it's, it's not even so much just just so to go and have fun. It's because I know these races present challenges that are going to mentally challenge them. And even with my own daughter, she did her first Tough Mudder this past August. And I did I went with five or six of, of my clients and none of them had done a Tough Mudder before. It was my, my 11th. So like, I, I know what to what to expect. And I've done well over 140 obstacle races total. And well, since a bad knee, knee injury, that's that's how the Shut Up and Grind was really born because I was told I would never run, run a jump again. And so all of this came after that. And so with, with the relevances, and so my daughter, we, we get to this obstacle where you have to jump to a rope, it's over water, and then from the rope, you have to get to this pipe and then shimmy down the pipe on the other side of the water. And so she gets there and she's like, you could just see the internal battle royal. And she almost gave up. So she finally jumps. She gets onto the rope and she's struggling 
to, to get up the rope. And I'm video you can you can hear me encourage her. I'm like, don't you quit, don't you quit. take a deep breath. It's like you can do this. And the whole point is so she made it, and it's not even the point that she made it, is when she hit the ground, just the way her face lit up. You know, and it's like yeah. that's that's why I challenge them in the way I do, because it's for that moment right there is where that confidence goes to the next level. I, I see that every day, especially, you know, I in the population that I work with in special needs, you know, when they learn a new task and they realize that they learned this new task, the 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 relief the joy, the the fulfillment that comes from them when they are like, you know, people said, I could not do this. And here I am doing it because I set my mind to it, because I reach for it, because I didn't give up. I may have had obstacles or challenges and days that I felt like it wasn't even worth it because it took me days, weeks, or months longer than the rest of everybody else. But you know what? I got it. I did it here. And, and it's not even the reward that was, you know, whether it's the paycheck or the, the kudos, it's that they, they realize it inside themselves. And that is something that you can't, you can't give to somebody, you know, in that sense, you have to give it to yourself. You can't, you, you can encourage them and you can stand behind them, get their back, do all those things. But when you can give it to yourself and you can learn how to give it to yourself, there is nothing like it, you know, whether you're getting that out of exercise or hitting your weight goal or your training goal, or you've, produced a TV show or hit a career goal or learned a new task. Any of those things are just phenomenal. And wow, I'm getting the, you know, the little gooseys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, and, and helping people get those moments, like that's why I do what I do. And getting back to, to the gym, we have a 20 foot high climbing rope. And one of, one of the, one of the ladies, like I teach her how to lock in, and so she starts going, then she gets scared and she comes, comes back down. I lock her in and, and she's like, all right, so so what do I need to do to make this happen? I said, just go. That's all you need to do. I said, once I teach you how to lock in, the rest is on you. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's nothing else I can give you in this moment. If that's between you and your fear. You know, it's like if you go up and you reach a certain level, like, okay, okay, I'm too high. And then they come back down. But then once they finally ring the bell, they never not do it, <laughs> you know. It's, yeah. it's, it's all about giving. Give, sorry, let me let me back up to my last show. We talked about this was yesterday actually. We talked about asking for what you want. You know what I mean. So it's like if if you if you're lacking in courage, just whatever higher power you believe in, whether it's God, whether it's the universe, whether it's the law of attraction, it just has to be some higher power, and just like just give me the courage to do this. You know, or even if it's yourself, just look look within and be like, you know what? Give me the power to do this. And it's it's funny because I feel like I got a lot of this resilience from sports, and but also from managing at a young age because I managed a small diner at fifteen, and I became a general manager of a full size restaurant at nineteen. And it's one of those things where it's like I put myself in a position from the discipline of sports. To, to get to get these positions at such a young age. And so now 
I usually don't break into the main topic this early, but I feel we can easily fill the next 40, 40 minutes talking about workforce barriers <laughs> between both of our experiences. But so, so how did, first, how did you get into doing what you're doing now? Well, you know, it, it's a long journey to even get here because, you know, I set out, I started as an actress, you know, way back when, and then moved behind the the scenes into producing and directing. And I wrote a screenplay and I was pursuing an industry in the entertainment industry. I was, that's where I was working. Um, I had a short stint in some corporate video working for Amgen um, in between Disney and some reality television. And uh, it, it was a whole different world to me when I first started to learn about corporate video production and industrials. And I started working for a pharmaceutical company, Amgen Pharmaceuticals, and we were making videos that counted, that mattered. All of a sudden, I'm making videos who for, for people who were diagnosed with cancer or life-threatening diseases. And these were videos to tell them how to take their medication or how to um, recover from the procedure that they just went through or, or different things like that. And it had a different meaning to me. And when I went back even to that reality television world, uh, it was, it, talk about a grind, talk about cutthroat. It, reality television is very, very cutthroat. Um, and it was about um, 11 months in, my husband, who's my partner in life and business, um, said, what if, he's a professional actor, he was doing some directing. He said, what if we cashed in our chips? We had a three-year-old at the time and we, you know, moved 70 miles south out of LA area and started our own production company. Nice. And I learned, you know what, you just have to say yes. And that's how it started. And I said, yes. And the next day I put in my notice and we sold our house and we quit our Hollywood life and six figure income back in, you know, early 2000. And we never looked back. And um, how I actually got here is, you know, we were doing video production and then we started with an actor's studio and we were launching careers. And um, I was noticing in those acting classes, there were individuals who were coming and taking acting classes. You know, they were not quite the same as the rest of the population. And it's like, well, maybe they're a little on the spectrum. And but when they were in class and when they were on stage, it was like two different people. Mm -hmm. And I, somebody came to us who had Tourette's. They could not go five, 10 minutes without an outburst of something. You put them on stage, now they're working on memorized dialogue. They can be on stage for an hour and a half and never have an episode. Yep. It, it was amazing. And, you know, I, I'm not a psychologist or behavior specialist, but it was just like, how, how this is interesting, right? So continuing on, I get involved, you know, if you're going to be, I, I'm a true believer that if you're going to make something work, you got to show up, show up and say, yes, those are kind of the key things in the entrepreneurial world, show up and say yes. And um, so I was at a chamber event, showed up, Got introduced to um, somebody. Let me, let me jump. In, let me jump in real quick. I'm, I'm going to write that down. Chamber event because I don't want you to lose your, your train of thought. I just I just want to backtrack. I mean, not backtrack, but I want to add on to, to what you were just saying about why that happened. Now, I'm no psychologist either, but I know things about human psychology. 
right? So, so you know, before before the, the, the Facebook fact checkers come out, this is Rob's opinion and lived experience is that's the difference between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. It's like you wake up in the morning, you stretch, you go to the bathroom, you wash your face, like all that stuff. You just do it like clockwork because I had a bad stuttering problem growing up and just trying to talk on the fly. I'm like, mom, <laughs> like it was that bad. And then we had a poetry contest. And that was like my worst nightmare. It's <laughs> like, I don't want to get up in front of a couple hundred people and not be able to talk. But I get up there because I had the poem mem- memorized. So now I'm working on my subconscious mind. It, it came out beautifully. And so that's where I know, all right, I have to slow down. I have to get a hold of my material. It's like, I'm in control of this. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's the same there. And again, you know, I'm no doctor, but I'm, I'm assuming that's why that would have, they would get up on stage because it's rehearsed. And now the subconscious mind is taken over. I, I'm pretty sure that's, you know, what it is too. It, yeah. you know, when it was first happening, you know, it was just like, wow, that's kind of anomaly. But, you know, as I, you start putting it together, it really is the, it's when the subconscious mind takes over all of the the challenges and the barriers that we put in front of us. Not to say that they're self-imposed, but they are a lot of ways that's how our fear or our uncomfortability shows up in us. And, you know, I'm a, you know, you talked about fear a little bit ago and, you know, I was told way back when, you know, you don't have to kick fear out. Fear is something that, you know, we all need, you know, to, to have a little bit of fear in our life to, to keep us safe and all those things, but it's okay to tell fear to take a seat in the back seat. You can't touch the radio. Don't touch the steering wheel that you're going to drive for a while. And, you know, you're going to make things happen. And, you know, you can let me know if you have something to say, but other than that, put your seatbelt on and sit down. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's, it's it's human nature. It's self-preservation. It's like, that's why fear exists. It's it's like, you know, before we had houses and supermarkets and everything, we were hunt, we were hunter gatherers. You know, it's like, it's like fear kept you alive. And, but that's still part of our, of our genetic makeup. So that's why fear gets in there, but you can't have courage without fear. You know, it's like, that's how like people look look at me. Oh God, Rob is fearless. Rob has lots of fears. Rob just doesn't let it, let it, let them stop him. You know, right. I have a horrible fear of snakes, but I love to hike. <laughs> and so, you know, hiking yeah, at some point, you're going to cross paths with one. <laughs> and, and so, so I get out there anyway, even though my heart's in a pit of my stomach, but I do it anyway. It's like, I don't have a fear of heights, but you know, there is a certain level where you're like, damn, that's high. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> exactly. Like, but you go anyway. So anyways, back to you. All right. So you were talking about the chamber event. Um, well, that's where, um, you know, as I said, you know, I'm a firm believer, you say yes, and you show up. And uh, when you commit yourself, and, you know, I, I, I join the chamber, I uh, sit on workforce development, I sit on economic development. Um, and that's when all my worlds kind of collided at this chamber event. And I was introduced to a, a woman who she worked at Inland Regional Center. There's Inland Regional Centers nationwide across the country. And um, she she said, hey, what if we had a little coffee? I want to talk to you about someone after I told her what I did. You know, I work in video production and I had a TV studio and all of these things. And 
And so again, I said, sure. Yeah. You know, let's meet, let's have coffee. You know, I invite her over the studio and we sat and talked and she had another ask for me. And she said, I have an individual I'd like you to meet. And he has special needs. He has a learning disability, but he loves audio production and he, he's very talented. And I went, okay. She's like, you know, what I really like for him to do is come work at your studio. And I'm like, come work in my studio. I'm like, I don't have a job. I, you know, I barely even for him. I, you know, I, I barely even worked out of my studio. I was half out of my house, half out of the studio, trying to figure out how to make all the businesses work. And um, she said, just meet him. So what do I say? Yes. And I meet him. And of course he's awesome. Right. And he starts telling me how he loves audio and he's a DJ and he knows all of this. And I'm like, you actually really know a lot about audio and he was very passionate about it. He just wasn't quite sure how to put it all together. He wasn't quite sure how to explain how he knew it all. But as I would ask questions or he would show me, I knew he knew it. And so I listened to what this young, this woman had to say, and she told me about this, these programs, these workforce programs where I could have him come work at my studio it wouldn't cost me anything as a business financially. And he came with a job coach and I'm like, okay, <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. And he came and he started and was any odd job that I wanted to do. I wanted to move something. I wanted him to clean. I, he would do anything. He just wanted to be around the television studio, see what we did, be a part of all of that. And within four months, I was writing a job training program for adults with special needs. And that's how I kind of got to where I was because I went, if I can teach him, I can teach anybody who has passion. I don't have to be a professional educator. I don't have to be a behavioral specialist. I don't have to have any of this training other than find somebody who has passion and interest and I can work with them. And that's when it started to all develop. And um, thankfully, I had a, a husband who felt the same way and a business partner. And uh, we, you know, we wrote a program uh, in our nonprofit. At that point, I had had the nonprofit, uh, which is all about visual performing and digital arts, because I, you know, I'm a true believer that the arts level the playing field. It takes everything to that same level. People have a lot of fear about the arts because they're putting their work out there. It's very subjective. And so everybody goes about it in the same way. The arts, you know, to somebody who can see a person or a stick figure or somebody who can see um, a masterpiece or scribbles, you know, it, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter the arts level, the playing field, and everybody has to put themselves out there. And if you have passion, arts drive passion, then you have that you have that place that everybody can then rise up from. And that's why I do what I do. That's where, you know, I, you know, that's why, you know, I, I, I never ever defined it this way until this year. But, you know, people used to always ask me, what do you do now? What do you, what's your job? You know, okay, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a video producer. I'm da, 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 da. You know, I make dreams come true. And I do that by providing hope. And now hope means to me, helping one person every day. 
See, and that that right there is the difference between an idea and an actual business. Like that's that's the difference. Is like pe- people. I was working with someone. He's 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 a fitness trainer like I am, and I asked him. I was like, so why why did you become a fitness trainer? And you know, he he gave me he gave me his answers, and I was like, okay, th- those are good answers. I said, but those are all about you. You know, I said so. Let's try that again. So, so act, act as if you were speaking to an audience. You know, why did you become a fit, fitness trainer? And so then we did the second take, and it was it was better. But then finally, on the third take, was when like the true passion arose. You know, because so many people, you know, out of fear of being labeled cocky or having an ego, it's like they downplay themselves. And Again, people who listen to this show on the regular, I always like the name of my program is "Speak About Yourself Out Loud," <laughs> you know, because it's one thing that 2020 taught me was so many people like in all these Zoom meetings and kind of like how I started with you, introduce yourself, and so many people are bad at it, like they're just so bad at it, and what that does is it suppresses our inner gifts, you know. So like until you got that first client with special needs or, or that first employee with spe- with special needs. It unlocked a superpower in you that that was probably being suppressed because you were so busy doing everything else. And then you had that experience and then that unlocked something different in you. And I go back to when I started fitness. That was when Planet Fitness was popping up all over the place. And I was training in my garage in my house. And and I'm not talking one of them nice pimped out garages. No, this is like ghetto looking, you know, the, the hinges broke on the thing and I have to struggle to open the door. And, you know, so it wasn't one of those nice home gyms. And, and I started there. And one of my clients, before she paid me, she's like, you know, before I give you this check, she's like, I just want you to know there's a brand new state-of-the-art plan of fitness two minutes from my house. She's like, but I'm willing to pay you five times the amount and she looks around and she goes to train here, <laughs> and, <she's> like, <laughs> and she said because you taught me to believe in myself again. And it was at that moment where I was like, "This has nothing to do with losing weight. It's, it's like this is nope. de- this is definitely bigger than losing weight and putting on muscle." And so that's where we that's know. Yeah, it's a mindset, you know. It it, it really it, it's a mindset, you know. I, I I'm a I'm a firm believer, you know. By no means am I, you know. It, it's interesting that here I am on a fitness show, right? Uh, as a video producer, and that would honestly be one of my biggest challenges is in the health and fitness. I get I'm too busy. I can't work out. Grab the chips. You know, all of those kinds of things where those are my biggest challenges. I'm always working on that relationship with food, you know. So, um, so you know, as you go there, but it's a mindset. You know, I I definitely know that because as I work through it, where I put up those roadblocks for my fitness challenges, and it's like it's so much easier. Well, I've got this one aced over here. I'm gonna go put somebody to work because I can do that one right exactly. and. You know, we can all hide behind our our strengths and our weaknesses, but it's it comes down to a mindset. You know, when I want to work on myself and my weight and my health and I put my mind to it and I work with somebody like you and I'm in there that can pump my mind and feed my soul and give me the, the framework that I need and the encouragement, my mind can start to shift. And exactly. that's, you know... 
you know, we all need help in those areas. That's why we have, I have a business coach. I have a, you know, a health coach and all of those things because, but yet I can coach too, you know, so that, that, that is part of it just because, you know, I might have to seek some resources that I may need doesn't mean that I can't give out resources. And, you know, that's a, a big thing that I find is people, well, I can't go get that help. I, you know, if I do that, I'm going to appear weak. No, I, I think you're going to appear strong yes. um, because it, it really is a mindset that, you know, and, and I, it, that's what, again, the arts is, it's collaboration, it's teamwork, it's, it, it's, one person has a strength here, another person has a strength here, bring them together and you can make beautiful things, yes. you know? And that is, you know, I think that's, it, it's in, as I look at my screen, the power lies in your story. And, you know, it, it, it really is that, you know, we all have our story and we have to tell it. And it's when we share it with others and um, we talk about our, our, our challenges as well as our wins, you know, in that sense, because, yep. you know, what is it, you know, it's Friday, Friday is Friday wind day, right, you know, and <laughs> uh, you're supposed to, you know, share your wins for the week and, and, and do all of that. And, um, you know, I, I did it, I snuck in a picture, this is a win for me, you know, to be here on your podcast. And it's just, I, I think those things are, are beautiful when collaboration comes together like that. And that all happens when, you know, we work together and Absolutely. We, we, we get our mind in the right place. <laughs> see, see, I've been patient. I've been patiently wait, waiting for you to say one particular word about the arts is that it's expressive. You know? Oh yes. That's, yes. that's the thing. That's the thing with the arts. It, it's expressive. And, and, um, and this is a personal development show. This is not a fitness show. Just wanted, to throw, just wanted to throw that out there, even though I talk about fitness a lot and I wear a tank top. But <laughs> the one thing I noticed in doing this, like I said, this is what, episode 167 episodes. I say the first seven or, seven or eight or so, it was just me talking because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And so you're talking 160 guests I've had on this show. I've had everything from doctors, lawyers, to senators. I had a, I had a Playboy centerfold. I had a pimp. I had an ex-gang member. I've had authors. Like I've had absolutely every industry imaginable. I've had Im immigrants come 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 into this country. I've had a man who fought in the Israeli um, with the Israeli army, and everyone's path is the same. It really is. So like, like as you're talking about entertainment, I'm giving examples in fitness. Two completely different industries. We're on two different coasts in the country, but the parallels are the same. And, and that's the beauty of doing this show. Whether I want to help someone lose 20 pounds, whether I want to help someone start, start a podcast, I helped a young man down in Florida become better at interviewing because he just couldn't land any jobs or any internships is the process is exactly the same <laughs> you know so it, it really doesn't matter what the industry is it's like we're all a lot more alike than we think we do than, than yeah. we think we are you know and show and, and this show is is mainly to to display that it's like just because my main gig is fitness and speaking and your main gig is in the entertainment industry. It's like, we're on the same path. <laughs> you know, we want the exact same thing. So I love that. And, and you know, I find that with, um, you know, I, I find that with most industries, you know, once you get into that, you know, most 
people are the same. You know, we, we really, the more we're the same, the more we're different. We're all individuals. We're all unique. We all have, um, you know, our own little embers that burn inside us that make us thrive for different things and different passions. And that's what makes individuality a beautiful thing. But yet we're all human and um, we all need to, um, you know, we all need to accept where each other is coming from. I, I think, you know, it, it, that might solve a lot of problems in our world, especially yeah. when you get into the, you know, if you want to start, let's not go politics or anything, but, you know, <laughs> as you get there. But, you know, it, it, in that sense, you know, if we, you know, stop and think, we're all trying to get to the same place. And you know what? When we all get there, None of us come out alive. So, you know, exactly. it, 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 you know, we should all enjoy while we're here, help the next person next to us, a hand up, a, 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 you know, a, a, a piece of advice, you know, a smile. You don't know what you can, you know, what a smile can do for somebody else. You know, when you work with somebody with special needs or challenges or somebody mainstream and they want to break into the entertainment industry, it's it still, it comes back to mindset. It yeah. comes back to determination and passion. You know, if you have passion about something, you, you can withstand a no or a disappointment or, you know, well, maybe that wasn't the right door to knock on. I'm going to try this door to knock on, you know, because it, you have to realize, you know, we're all coming from the same place. We're all spinning. We're all doing this. And if we can all take time to, you know, help our neighbor, say hello to our neighbor, be a little bit nicer, um, think about what it's like, you know, in somebody else's shoes. Because, you know, I tell my employees that every single day is, you know, we're all here. We're, you know, we're all doing what it is. We're here to get a paycheck for we don't know what happens when we go home and we come back. We assume that everyone goes home and has dinner and has a happy life and things are all great, but we don't know. They just show back up the next day and they do their job. Right. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta take a moment and realize that, you know, life happens for everyone. And when you think about it that way, you know, you know, we can help somebody who may have an extra challenge, you know, hold the door open for them, um, see if they need um, an an extra moment, you know, and and that's what, you know, working with somebody who has challenge in the special needs area, it's making minor accommodations. Nobody's asking you to, you know, shell out hundreds of thousands of dollars so you can employ somebody who has special needs and can't do their job. Right. I mean, that's not what we're asking a a business to do. We're asking for, well, understand that this person may have some transportation issues because they don't drive, but other than that, they love their job and they are the most loyal employee you will ever have because they don't call in sick. They don't, you know, they, they show up, they just want to do a good job and have someone say, thank you, you know, and say, wow, you know, or they might need you to explain it twice Yes, because they got step one and two, but remind me what step one and two and how I get to three. And I may have an extra question, but you know, now that I, you've told me three times, I get the repetition because now I remember and I can go one is this and two is this and three is this. And I, I know how to kind of work through those things. I'm going to remember, but thanks for taking that extra five minutes with me. 
and and that was really all it really took you know to 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 make it to make it happen you know you know and there are all different degrees of functionality and i know that they know that yeah. They don't want, you know, they don't want to do something that's going to embarrass themselves. Nobody does. Right. That's not what we set out to do. Right. So they're not going to step into that and go, oh, I can do that. I'll take care of it and mess it all up and go, see, didn't I do it? I'm special needs. You're just going to like it because I'm special. Is that That's not how people work. <laughs> yeah, see, along those lines, just reminded me, uh, one, of the, one of my toughest, toughest moments of letting someone go was I had to let let go someone with special needs. He, he also he also had, had a coach, but I got transferred as general manager of this restaurant. I think I was 23 at the time. And just the number, like the profitability wasn't there. You know, like payroll was super high, sales, sales were low. So I had to overhaul the the entire the entire restaurant. And so he he was a dishwasher. But but to have him on, I had to put someone else on, you know, and that's not really conducive for payroll. And so he was there for four years, you know, so like the loyalty thing was there. And, but it's like all the staff, they loved him as a person, but they would, he just couldn't keep up, you know, like that's what it boiled down to. Like he just couldn't, couldn't keep up. And that was one of those moments where I knew that industry wasn't for me like forever because I like to help people. I like to uplift people. Like I don't, I don't like to have to fire someone, anyone, you know. But, but especially this guy that everyone likes him. The, the regulars like him, and I feel like that's why they kept him there. But, but it's like I was tasked with increasing profitability, and so like I, I sat him down with his coach, and and I gave him the news, and he started crying. Like it, oh, it was like the worst moment ever in my mm-hmm. in my management career, you know. But. It, it, it had to be done. So, like, I, I know that doesn't really go with what we're talking about, but it's like to what you were saying about they are the most loyal because he he was always there, he was always happy, he was always positive. He, he just couldn't keep up, you know. So, but but honestly, in me letting him go, I think he ended up getting something that was better suited for him. Probably. You know? so, so there's definitely some sure. pos- some positives there, but just on a every time heart. Of course, every time what a door closes, a window opens somewhere, right? And there's yeah. a new opportunity and something was meant to happen, you know, but I, this is where I think more so in the situation where I would love to be able is if there was a workforce program, we could have figured out a way that that business would have not had to pay for the cost of having that employee. And that, you know, there are a lot of programs and, you know, people can say, oh, social services and what, you know, but it it does, um, it it does a lot of good. There are, you know, and these are not services that are social services in that way, because these are services that people are paying. These are your payroll taxes. This is what you're already paying. It's going into this kitty and it's building up here because why do we pay all these payroll taxes? And one, it's for these programs. So not only can you train somebody with special needs, so maybe they could, you wouldn't have to pay for that job coach. You wouldn't even have to pay for that living wage for that dishwasher, right? Yeah. So that those programs could be paid for if, you know, you knew about, if, if, if businesses knew about how to get those payroll taxes back, 
because now they're gone. They can't ever get them to pay their new, their current employees. They can only get them to pay for a special needs or somebody for the first 480 hours or to train. You have a staff and you see that there is one individual who's not quite keeping up and it's because they need more training. Go to your workforce development agency ask them back for those training dollars. They're called CIE dollars. And you can get those back from the county, which is your own little kitty you've been paying into that nobody knows that they're paying into. Get yeah. those dollars back. So then you can say, I need somebody to come and train how to be a better dishwasher, yeah. how to stack the plates, how to do this so we can teach you and do that. And now not only in the business, we've, We've taken cost away from the, the, the business for the training. We've employed two individuals, a coach and uh, somebody with special needs that the business isn't paying for. And they're all dollars that are used. So that's where I come back to is where we need to train our nation and our businesses is there's all of these programs and services that are already out there that money is getting thrown into these kitties that I don't know what's getting used for them because nobody's using them for training dollars. So, um, you know, that would be, that is, that's the secret sauce is you have to find how to, how to tap into these dollars that we're just letting go out the window. It's like, I write a, a pair, you know, every today, all my employees got paid today. Um, they all got their paycheck and me as an employer paid $7,000 more than I paid my employees that went to social security, Medicare, local taxes, da, 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 CIE, da, all those monies where it broke out to $7,000 for two weeks. Mm. And I sent out the door with, not to my employees. I couldn't even say thank you. I'm dividing this up between the 15 of you. Here's seven more thousand dollars. That just went away. If I want to get that $7,000 back, I have to put it to work. I need to bring these other resources in so then I can put that $7,000 back into my business another way. Awesome. So, so true. And, and, you know, like you said, not getting into politics, but like, you know, the government doesn't want you to know how to get that money back. No, because <laughs> you're marking it for other things. But if you mm -hmm. use it for what, if you use it for what it's intended for, it's there, and it's still on the books as it's there until you know the end of the year. As we all know, with running a business, at the end of the year, if you don't spend it, your budget, you lose oh, your yeah. budget, right? Exactly. So at the end of the year, if nobody went back and got all those payroll doc dollars to the feds and the state and the county and the local in your training and your um, different kinds of programs that you put back into your into your business, if you don't go back and get them, they're going to earmark it. And next thing you know, we're going to have another tank somewhere in the world. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> you know, right. as kind of those things happen, right? <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's talk about work, workplace culture. So I went into a supermarket just yesterday. And as, as I walk in the front door, like the deli is over there off to the left. And there's four people in there just complaining up a storm, swearing. And it's like, it was early because I, I, I shop early because I'm one, one of those evil, unvaccinated people. But but I have one kidney. So it's like, I'm not I'm not rushing out there 
you know, till till I get more info about how how it affects the renal system. So anyway, so I shop early because there's like no one there. There's like ten people there when, when I go grocery shopping, and but but just just to hear them just complaining the way they're complaining out in the open in front of customers, it's like that's a culture problem, you know. So. What are your thoughts on how employers can improve the culture within their business? I mean, I, I know we can do an entire episode on that, but like, <laughs> but what's the, what's the, the summarized answer? Oh, gosh, that, that, that's probably tougher than the first question that you asked me to describe myself. So <laughs> let me think about that one. <laughs> um, you know, culture, you know, I can just tell you, um, you know, I, I, I run a business kind of like I run my home. I call myself a momager. There's definitely that, um, you know, that mentality to it. You know, I, we have a hashtag we're JDS family. That's our hashtag hashtag JDS family. And so we, um, you know, we, we do have the culture that way. And sometimes that culture can bite me in the butt. There's no doubt about it because, you know, sometimes, I can, you can be a little looser with your family. So sometimes you hurt the ones that are closest to you mm. um, in that sense. So when you have to shift that around, um, you know, um, I, I think the way to, you know, thinking about the grocery store situation, that's probably a, a bigger issue. And, you know, you need to do some team building around that. You know, I'm a, I'm a team builder, you know, my, my team, my company, we're going ax throwing next weekend, next nice. week, next Wednesday, you know, an hour and a half after work to, to, you know, go learn something new that none of us know how to do. And I certainly don't know how to do it. So all my employees get to watch me throw an ax to the ground. Cause I got no, you know, I don't know what to do. <laughs> You know, so, um, you know, where people, other people can show their strengths, um, listen more. I think that's a, a big thing in, in business. Um, and, and I know I've made that mistake tons of times too, is it's like, nope, this is what I want. Let's get to it. And, you know, do this and do this and do this and do this. And then it's like, ah, and then especially when I have to come back and go, Ooh, I may have spoke too soon. I see this and this and, mm -hmm. and, and sometimes you know, owning it, I, I think is a good way, you know, when you can own something at the top and say, you know, I'm not perfect and I'm not. And, you know, they, and, and I let my employees see that, you know, I, I, I run a, a, a small business in, in the, even though I'm a pretty big business in that sense, I got seven, 18 employees. I'm almost moving into that, but it's still very, one-to-one, -one, very family, you know, I don't know about the grocery store mentality kind of thing that kind of changes that, you know, that, that gets into that corporate feel. And I've worked in corporate America enough to know that, you know, as that starts to turn, that can be a, you know, that can be a, a hard thing to do. And sometimes I'll be a hundred percent honest. Um, you know, we've gone through, we, in the three and a half years that we've been running the job training program with adults, it is stressful. It can be hard. It is challenging for us to work with people who have challenges. Yeah. It's not easy. Not only, especially when it's not only their disability, some become behavior issues. And it's like, we're all supposed to be adults and professionals. There are some behavioral issues. Um, so those can be very challenging and, and work at you. And you know, hiring fast to put people in place can be a mistake. Take time, find the person with the passion. 
The person with the skills is not always the answer. Sometimes it's the person with the passion because you can teach skills. You You can teach skills if there's passion there. So, um, you know, that's where I, you know, where I have learned to hire. We've gone through that, you know, um, here at our studio, I have 18 employees. There's about six of us who have been there now for about four years. Um, but then the rest of them, you know, we just, they all turned it since June. You know, we've, we've experienced the great resignation, the reassessment, all of those things <laughs> that are going on, or I'm going to go do freelance. It's like, okay, you stuck with me during the pandemic, but now it's over, so, so to speak. And you're <laughs> off and, and we have, and I've, I have now 10, 11 new employees. So I am trying to set that tone and that culture. And I have to take a minute because they don't know everything that my team two year, knew for two years. And so I got to take those five minutes and talk. And it brings me back to those kind of things, you know, and and learning. And that's culture. Same when I'm, I, I'm first one to go, oops, I didn't <laughs> do that one right, did I? <laughs> See, so b- before before I add on to what you just said, the whole time you were talking, you didn't notice what happened off camera here. My my drink exploded. Oh no! <laughs> I didn't realize it was carbonated, so I'm over here shaking it, and it went all over the place. So uh, if you were wondering why I kept the, I was trying to clean it up while you were talking. No, that's okay. I think oh, I have boy. my dog barking in the background now, so you know. <laughs> But, but yeah, but back, back to what you were saying about team building, that's absolutely everything. So back in 2007, I was one of, one of well, I was 20, one of 25 people who were picked out of 2,500 to get trained in guest slash customer service and understanding everyone's personality types and how to interact with those personality types. And I learned a lot about human behavior in there, which is why I speak so much about the conscious mind and subconscious mind and People, people think I have like degrees and stuff, but I dropped out of college. So I was like, I don't have it. I don't have any of that stuff. I just learned it a different way. But even within my gym, right when I'm doing consultations, they have to fit my criteria to train with me. Right? And, and, and I don't even say that to be, to be like snobby or anything, but because I want the right people in my gym. It's like we're, we're a very tight-knit group. We're a very supportive group. We're a very, very inclusive group. And I don't want people coming in who are like your typical gym rats or people who are all about themselves and, you know, just, just very, very inward-facing. Like I want people who are externally accepting. And so – and I let that know. I let that be known right in the initial consultation. It's like these are my standards, and it turns a lot of pe- people away, and it, it may hurt, hurt my pocket, but the average gym, their turnover is anywhere from six to 12 months. I have probably over two-thirds of my crew have been with me over four years, and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's because of that culture. And we do things like the obstacle races. You know, I use those as a team-building event also. We go on hikes. Sometimes we go on o- overnight hikes. We... Uh, we go to rock climbing gyms. We've done escape rooms. Same thing. Uh, we didn't do the axe throwing, but that's on our list. We have it uh, <laughs> just about maybe 15 minutes north of here. But but just as many – actually, uh, my team, we actually just won a volleyball league. We went un- undefeated. So eight of us played in this volleyball league, and we actually just 
bit a more competitive one that starts this coming Saturday. But but yeah, but like every time I go into this particular supermarket, I just get that same vibe. It's like these people don't want to be here, <laughs> you know. And and then I look at management. I, I can't tell you how many times I've been walking past these managers and how many times they, they've stopped and said hi. You know what I mean? It's like I shop here daily because it's literally one-tenth of a mile from my house. So, like, I don't stockpile food because I have five kids. If I stockpile food, they're going to eat eat me out of house and home. Right. So I, so I shop every day. I keep mi- mi- minimal amounts so that way there's no, there's no overeating. But I'm in there every single day. Like, I should know these people by name. <laughs> you know, they should know you by name for sure. Well, yeah, that that that's true. <laughs> I, I can count on one hand how many times someone was like, "Good morning, sir." Nothing, and then you look at how those employees are acting, and it's like, how how are they treating them? You know, it's like I'm the one that pays money to come here, right? <laughs> you know, and, and I can't even get a good morning. So it's like, just makes you think: how are they treating the employees? Maybe you need to find a new place to shop. <laughs> it's it's convenient because at the end of the day, it's not like they're waiting on me. You know, if I need oranges, chicken, and some jasmine rice, as long as I get it, it's a success. <laughs> you know? but, there you but, go. But it's just the leader in me. I just assess, and it's just like this. The vibe here is just not good. You know. Yeah. But I'll suck it up for the convenience. There you <laughs> go. All right. So how how can people get in touch with you? Well, I'm all over social media, um, you know, JDS, hashtag JDS family, if you want to follow us and see all of it, because I've got a TV show, I've got a three-day digital conference, um, JDS Video and Media Productions, JDS Actor Studio, and JDS Creative Academy. You find the platform that you like best, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. Like that, J- JDS family? Uh, the hashtag, pound sign. Oh, hashtag. I, I heard I heard you say that too, and it it just you guys didn't register, I guess. All right, so hashtag JBS family. That's there it. There we go. All right, and so if you ever, ever need need any talent, you know, and I, I know this guy that's got this podcast. Uh, you know, he's really good on camera and behind the mic. He's got all kinds of confidence. You know, just just keep him in mind. I will do that. You know, we are looking, we're going to be starting a podcast here soon with our special needs. We just might need a guest. So, nice. um, so we, we, we might be calling on you. Love it. Love it. Yeah. All right. So, so give us some final words here. All right. Well, I just want to start by saying thank you and very grateful for you having me on here. It's been a blast this past hour um, talking with you getting my energy up. I remember you said that. Can I match your energy? And I am pumped. I'm ready for my day, for my Friday. And I, you know, I just want to say to all your listeners out there, they're in the right place listening to you because you've got what it takes and, um, you know, just follow your passions. And if you are passionate about something, your doors will open in front of you. And, um, remember just keep building your story and, um, and tell it and share it because somebody else will benefit from your story. So with that, I just want to say thank you and um, keep the arts in your life and um, take time to help somebody every day. Awesome. Love it. So unless you need, you need a hard out, um, don't sign out yet. Cause I want to talk to you when, uh, when we end the live. 
Okay. All right. All right. But thank you very much for taking the time, dropping your knowledge, your experience. You you did all right keeping up keeping up with, with my energy. I give you credit. You did all right. You did all right. <laughs> Been around the block once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll see you. I'll see you backstage. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. So that was Diane dropping some knowledge. See, I love doing this show because it's about meeting the guests. It's about learning new stuff. I'm on my third notebook now of just all of the knowledge that all of the guests have, have dropped because I learned things. I'm hoping that I gave out some stuff that's helpful. You know, I, I connect them all. Like I have so many sub subgroups after these shows because like as she's talking, I'm writing names down of past guests who are also in the in entertainment industry and they're actually all out in L.A., so you never know where these collaborations might might go. And you never know if you don't tell your story, just how Diane just ended hers about tell your story. There's power in there that you don't even realize. You don't have to learn anything new. You just have to learn how to tell it. And that's what we do here. That's the purpose of this show is to let you see just by stepping in and getting started. Just like she said, show up and say yes. You know, I always say, if you want to you want to complete anything, just get started. Because once you start, doors are going to open. Once the doors open, then it's up to you to show up and say yes. And that's all I got for you for today. Thank you for tuning in. And I will be back on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Next time, shut up and grind.